Hi there, welcome back to Cut the Crypt, a weekly podcast where we deepen your understanding of the crypto world and in the coming weeks on the blockchain world as well. I'm your host Rohas Nagpal. Last week, Ria, the show's producer, and I discussed Ethereum and its blockchains. This week, we are going to talk about another major public blockchain, the Binance Smart Chain. Ria's back on the episode with her questions on the Binance ecosystem and the Binance Smart Chain blockchain. Let's hear from her. So, let's begin. Hi Ria. Hey Rohash, glad to be here. And to all our listeners, welcome back. So, Rohash, you know, one of the first questions I had here is now Binance is one of the biggest players in the crypto industry. Um so just wanted to first before we you know begin talking about the Binance blockchains just understand a little bit about how did it start and also can you explain the Binance ecosystem a, a bit more Sure thing so the Binance ecosystem includes six different things firstly they have multiple crypto exchanges then they have multiple cryptos like Binance coin Binance USD which is a stable coin and even something called Bitcoin BEP2 third thing is the open source and really popular trust wallet which has its own TWT token fourthly they have multiple blockchains fifth they run a token launchpad and sixth binance pool which actually has more than 10% of the bitcoin mining hash rate of the world so binance actually runs three crypto exchanges a lot of people don't know that so one is they run something called binance.com which is the original and largest crypto exchange in the world by volume second they run something called binance.us which was created after binance was banned in the us in 2019 on regulatory grounds and binance.us has very few cryptos actually listed there and thirdly they have binance dex which is a decentralized exchange built on binance chain another thing i'd like to tell you about is that binance has its own cryptos one is called bnb which is like one of the most popular in the world and that was issued as part of binance's initial coin offering and its first use case was discounted trading fee on the binance exchange very interestingly binance also runs a stable coin which is backed by the us dollar and it's called busd and it is one of the few stable coins in the world which is approved by the new york state department of financial services and trust wallet which we just spoke about is a popular mobile wallet which supports 53 blockchains and more than a million digital assets and binance actually didn't build this they bought it over in 2018 i see so binance essentially is like a beast unto itself um but i wanted to now now that we've had a slight understanding of you know the binance ecosystem um since we're talking about you know public blockchains i wanted to talk about um the binance blockchains so we have the you know binance uh, the beacon chain right the bc and the binance smart chain um can you talk a little bit more about them and their consensus mechanisms so binance has basically two blockchains The original one which we call Binance Chain is optimized for fast decentralized trading but it lacks smart contracts it also lacks strong programmability its consensus mechanism is proof of stake and bft the newer blockchain which is the smart chain that they've created that runs parallel to the original chain but it also has smart contract functionality and it is compatible with ethereum virtual machine or evm and its consensus mechanism is proof of staked authority 
and its block time is amazing is just about 3 seconds and both of these run independently of each other but their native token is the same which is bnb so rohas can you also then explain some of the uh, binance smart chain use cases that we're seeing sure so binance smart chain could be compared to the ethereum mainnet or something like solana it's a regular blockchain which is being used for all the regular use cases like decentralized finance you can build daos or decentralized autonomous organizations on it you can create multiple tokens on it so almost anything that you can do on ethereum you can do on the binance smart chain so it extends to all the typical use cases personally as a blockchain architect what i like about the binance smart chain is the fact that block time is really small which is just 3 seconds secondly it's very easy to use and thirdly it's fast and of course extremely cheap got it got it so it does have a slight advantage as well to the um ethereum mainnet that's right and i guess i want to get into that a little bit more um can you talk a little bit about how the binance smart chain has um is different from you know both bitcoin and the ethereum mainnet that we discussed uh, last week sure so uh, i think bitcoin we can't really compare because bitcoin is a very different kind of a blockchain which only runs one use case which is the bitcoin cryptocurrency so that's a completely different class in itself ethereum on the other hand like i said almost anything that you can do on ethereum you can do on binance smart chain the difference would be binance smart chain is much faster and much cheaper so where on ethereum an average transaction would cost you several dollars sometimes over a hundred dollars on binance smart chain the cost of transaction is in a few cents and of course when it comes to speed the block time in binance is just about 3 seconds whereas in ethereum the transactions take a much longer time because you know it can't handle more than 14 transactions per second so speed wise and cost wise binance smart chain is far ahead of ethereum mainnet This reminds me of you know when we spoke about how like the price of uh, ETH might actually you know destroy like Ethereum as a blockchain and we had that conversation last week. Um, so now we're naturally then seeing more people gravitate toward uh, Binance Smart Chain for their use cases. Absolutely right. And can you also um, you know we spoke about the pitfalls of uh, you know the Ethereum mainnet uh, last week and I'm wondering what according to you are some of the pitfalls of the Binance Smart Chain. Okay so one of the biggest drawbacks that i see is that it is not very decentralized so as you know decentralization is a very important aspect of anything that we do in the blockchain world now what happens in the case of binance smart chain or rather in the case of the native token which is bnb is that validators stake bnb and they receive transaction fees now unlike bitcoin there is no block reward for newly minted bnbs this is because bnb is not inflationary instead the supply of bnb decreases over time because the binance team regularly burns coins but the problem is that it has only 11 validators on the testnet and 21 validators on the mainnet and these validators are selected every 24 hours but they must take a minimum of 10000 bnb which is like millions of dollars so because of that it is not very decentralized And I wanted to ask you said because they regularly burn coins what does that mean Sure that's an excellent question so when Binance first came out with its white paper I think in 2017 what they said was we are starting with 200 million BNB every quarter that's every 3 months they burn a certain number of those which means they destroy those tokens 
and they will continue to do this till they are left with only a hundred million. I mean, so it's very similar in the world of the stock markets where you know companies buy back their own shares and destroy them. So when you do that, you are reducing the supply and thereby increasing the price. And that's exactly what BNB burning also achieves. It reduces the number of BNB available to the world and thereby keeps improving the price. Ah, I see. Okay, very interesting. And then I guess, you know, I also read that, you know, Binance has run into legal troubles across countries, you know, across the world. So, for example, in Italy, Japan, Malaysia, South Africa, the UK. Why is this the case and what legal troubles are they running into? Sure. So the biggest problem here is that because crypto is not clearly regulated in most countries, a lot of what Binance and other crypto exchanges do can violate securities laws. And usually that's the law under which most countries are now filing cases against not just Binance, but a lot of other such crypto exchanges. Another issue is with anti-money laundering laws. So because in the crypto world, it's kind of difficult to stop money laundering. So that's another problem that regulators face. I mean, and that's the reason they're actually filing these kind of cases. Now, in Binance's case, things get worse because they don't even have an official headquarters. So that makes it difficult for regulators to actually regulate you. And it also makes it difficult for investors to figure out where and how to take them to court. So, for example, a lot of people recently lost crypto tokens because of a technical glitch in Binance. And that's happened multiple times. And people now don't even know how to file a case against Binance because where is it located? What is the legal entity? Who is it that we're going to file a case against in court? So in fact, recently a Swiss private equity firm, they have promised to provide a $5 million funding for people who are going to file cases against Binance. I see, I see. So correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like on the one hand, we're speaking of decentralization, but on the other, we're also seeing... Um, you know, when things are so decentralized, you know, you, like you don't know who to take to court. You don't know who to, who's door to knock when, you know, um, you run into an issue with uh, the blockchain or with the crypto, correct? That's correct. Like, what do you think is the solution here? Uh, so I think now one good thing which has happened is Dubai has opened up registrations and they made a new authority, which is called VARA, Virtual Assets Regulatory Authority. Uh Things like this would really help the ecosystem because if many countries do come out with regulators like this and then crypto exchanges like Binance get registered and regulated by them, I think a lot of these problems would go away. Because then a crypto exchange would start functioning and behaving more like a stock exchange. Okay, okay, got it. And I just have one more question for today. What do you see as the future of Binance? Awesome. So I think Binance is like one of the biggest players. And like we discussed earlier, they they've got their hands in almost every piece of the puzzle. So whether it is having crypto exchanges, blockchains, mobile wallets, you know, mining capabilities, they've got almost everything with them. And I think now with their, you know, being registered in Dubai, coming under the regulator there, I think it's going to grow and become an even more important part of the entire ecosystem. I'm very bullish on Binance. I'm excited to discuss um, the next few public blockchains as well next week. But until then, those are all the questions I had. And um, as always, thanks, Rahas, for answering them. Thanks, Ria. And to all our listeners, I hope you found this useful. If you did, do share this episode and let me know on any of my social handles. Okay. And I'd like to invite all of you to the Pune Blockchain Meetup, one of our first physical events, which is on the 14th of May. So get in touch with me if you'd like to attend. Entry is free, but by invitation only. 
And as always, I just like to request all our listeners to follow this podcast and rate it wherever you're listening to it right now. This helps us reach more crypto enthusiasts like yourself and helps these resources find a wider audience. Thanks for listening in, and we'll be back next week.